Welcome to Tales from a Bibliophile, a bookish podcast about all things reading and the communities that books create. We're so glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming back. I love this intro that I've now started doing. You're welcome. (laughs) Also, today's guest is Erica. I'm back, back. Back, back again, again, again. One time Whee! I'm going. Hi. One time, sometime I'm gonna video the little dance we do when you do that. <laughs> it's great Instagram content, I think. Um, Honestly, it's so good. But um, so today's topic is winter TBR. Winter um, vibes. Winter vibes, and it's all rom coms because that's who we are. Yeah, um, basically. That's also all I want to read in winter. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, this is the time for, like, contemplative fiction. No, I only want rom-coms yes. in the winter. Yes, um, In yes. fact, I am super excited that I am probably going to have the majority of the podcast for the rest of the year recorded before I move because I need to because of equipment stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm not going to be reading for the podcast, which is going to free up a lot of time to just read rom-coms. Yeah. I'm just going to read rom-coms. I mean, and when we come back, it'll be basically February. Yeah. And so we might as well. We might as well just talk, talk about, about Yeah. Talk about the, talk rom- about the rom-coms well, we read. Well, that's like, also the thing is like August is romance novel month, followed by like the cozy winter vibes. Right. Followed by... Valentine's Day. Right. Followed by, like, I mean, there's a big old break, but then it's hot outside yeah, and there's a bunch of releases. Yeah. So, like, every three months, yeah, I feel like talking about rom-coms yep. is a given. It's, it's okay. a given. It's fine. It's fine. It's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of these are ones that I have either heard of since last holiday season, winter, or ones that I had on my list last winter and didn't get to. Yeah. Um, three of them I will name and give you the author for. But I bought these three on Kindle sale, and I was like, oh, these might be fun vibes, but they're not ones I'm going to talk about in depth. Um, but they are Blame It on the Mistletoe by Beth Garrod, Garrod? G-A-R-R-O-D, which has a... Um, Holiday, the movie, the holiday has a holiday vibe. They like people like swap houses, um, like yes, um, like that movie. Yeah, like the movie, the holiday. Yeah, um, I loved that movie, so I like that vibe. So maybe we'll. Maybe I tried we'll getting get on. I got it on Libby once, and then it was no longer. By the time it got right, to me, exactly. I might need to start putting that stuff. I think I'm now. gonna start like acquiring them earlier because that's what happened with several of these. Yeah. Um, another one that's on my Kindle that I may read is Mistletoe and Mr. Wright, um, which is a part of the Moose Springs, Alaska series, which has two other books: The Tourist Attraction and Enjoy the View. Oh my god! Never heard of uh, Sarah Morgenthaler. Never heard of it, um, but it was on Kindle sale and it looked cute. There's a dog on the cover, so I was like. Okay. Yeah. And then a second chance, no, a season for second chances by Jenny Bayless. Jenny Bayless wrote The 12 Dates of Christmas, which I read last year and enjoyed. So I may or may not read this one. Mm-hmm. It too has a, oh, I think this one's a cat. It has 12 some, Dates of Christmas? Yeah, I read that one last year by Jenny Bayless. It's It was really cute. Oh. Um, I don't remember. Here's the thing about rom-coms. I don't oh, remember yeah. the details. Sometimes they're just popcorn. Yeah, it's just popcorn. You um, just eat them away. Sorry yeah. for the noise. Yeah, that's but exactly what it was. Sometimes you just got to eat a lot of it. 
Yeah. And um, you regret it later, right. yeah, you know, it's with just, all the butter and the salt and all the that. the feeling. But then you do it again. Yeah, 100%. Popcorn <laughs> is my favorite food. Um, <laughs> my brother's actual favorite food growing up. My popcorn. actual favorite despite, food despite is... Despite an allergy to corn. Oh, okay. See, no, I don't have but that. But he didn't know that at the time. He kind of, like, would forget. And I said, well, you know you're... A, he was like, why am I, my ex not acting up? And I was like... Well, you know you're allergic to... He's like, another thing! Like, he got so upset. He's like, I hate this. I was like, Mom said that one was a hassle and not a real big one for you. Yeah. But right. it isn't good for your skin if you eat popcorn yeah. every day. Which See, is what he was doing after school every day. I would day literally cry if he told me I was allergic to popcorn. Yeah, um, he was mad. <laughs> I, I Rightfully so. I ate dinner like, for popcorn last night. Oh, You know that uh, show... With um, Carrie Washington uh, scandal, scandal, where all you ever see her <laughs> I was eat is be like, are we the, are we talking about the big one or the recent I comedy one? I, no, 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 the big one. I couldn't remember the name of it for a minute. But all you ever see her eat is popcorn and red wine. Like that's my vibe. <laughs> it's popcorn and coffee. That's it. <laughs> that's all I got. I didn't watch that because um, as, as if this is not a bland brand. Too dramatic for too me. Too dramatic. That, yeah. So yeah, I was fair. like, nah, I'm good, guys. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of these, a handful of these I learned about, and some of them I put on hold and didn't get until after the holidays. So uh-huh. I put them back on my list. One of them's brand new, or is actually a pre-order. Okay. You, if you, well, depending on when I release this episode. I'm recording it in September. It's a pre-order right now, but okay. it's brand new if it's out by the time you hear this. So. Wow, you're such a supporter of the arts. Listen, <laughs> I love this book. I'll just go ahead uh, and talk about it. That was not it. a critique. Yeah, no. Being for real. Yeah, no, I love this book. Um, it's by Becca Freeman, who is the co-host of the Bad on Paper podcast, which I think I mentioned I was on. Oh, um, yes. This is the Ask the Librarian episode. I need a yeah. So um, she wrote a book called The Christmas Orphans Club, um, mm-hmm. and her name is Becca Freeman. It's real cute looking. I have an arc. I've had an arc since... I don't know, June, and I haven't read it yet. Sorry, Becca. I will read it soon. Um, I will actually read it soon. Um, I think I'm probably going to read this one before Christmas, but it is um, about these two friends, Hannah and Finn, who have spent every Christmas together since college because neither of them has family. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, like, Hannah's parents are dead, and Finn's parents disowned him when he came out. And so they sort of become their own family, and they have these, like, fun holiday adventures that like become more and more outrageous every year and then they move to New York City um, and they add two more people to their friend group their little found family group which is I'm so excited to read this one if you listen to the found family episode with Ash you will know diehard found family trope will ever hear Um, but so the story revolves around Finn like decides he's um Finn is moving to LA and so this Christmas is their last Christmas and so it's like navigating all of that um but there is love it is not centered around love but um it's centered on friendship but there is love there's like a love story in it there's a rom Um, there's a rom in it um and it is funny so classifies as a rom-com but that's the Christmas Orphans Club by Becca Freeman I love I'm very excited I love she talked about how she loves Christmas books, but she doesn't always love rom-coms or, like, isn't always looking for a rom-com. And so okay. there aren't a lot of Christmas books that are – you either get, like, yeah. rom-coms or you get, like, a Family. Christmas carol. 
And, like, she was like, I would like something in between. Yeah, like, you get, like, uh, Eloise in yes. her fancy house. Yeah. Or mansion. Well, she's in a hotel, but, like. It's basically she treats, a mansion. She's she a child, it, like, so it's a mansion. She's a child left alone with a nanny. Yeah. In a hotel. Yeah, it's a mansion. She got money. She got so much money. She acts like she's so discouraged. It's just, like, that movie. <laughs> anyway, it is. It is. Um, I love a Christmas movie. Do you watch the Christmas movies on like um, I watch Hallmark some, or I don't do the Hallmark ones, but I do like I love the holiday um, uh-huh. with Jack Black and um, Cameron Diaz and Jude Law, and I can see her face. It's gonna yeah, bother me. Winslet, Kate Winslet. Yes. How, how did guys, I? How did I forget Kate? How Winslet? did I know? How that? did you know that? I don't how know. did I know that? I don't know. We um, will never know because I really don't know these but, names. Yeah. So like, I love that movie. Like, there are movies that I love. I don't typically do the. Like, I'm not opposed to them. I just don't. It's not something I generally. I don't do a lot of movie watching. And so, um, um, if I you do... You were way better in the movie episode than I was, though. Well, my husband loves movies, and I do watch them. I just don't... I... I just don't... I read... I would rather be reading. Uh, okay, so my answer is, yeah, I, I watch a lot of Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Actually, when I visit my parents... That's when I get to actually watch it because they have regular cable. Oh, and yeah. And Hallmark has not caught up with the times. No, no, they Nor that, not. like, it's that great um, to be caught up with the times, but it's, like, also kind of unfortunate for me that you're not caught up with the times. It um, is. I don't understand. I, re- like, genuinely don't understand how they don't have a streaming platform that's, like, Like, even their good. website one, like, if you do it through their website, it's so hard. They've only more recently made it a little bit better, and even then it was horrible horrendous you still had commercials despite it being associated to my parents um like cable account and i just wish lifetime also was a little bit better too but like at least they have some of their movies on on hulu um which is helpful like Mm -hmm. hulu has like seen that people want that and so they have partnered with lifetime in a very small small way because lifetime has a lot more movies than what they have more and I, my thing is, if you're looking for diverse stories, go to Lifetime versus, um... Oh, Hallmark, Hallmark. yeah. 100%. So, like, you'll get more racial, um, ethnicities, um, different ethnicities, so, like, Jewish and, like, other, like, cultures. You're going to get more, um, black and brown people. Mm-hmm. You're going to get more spectrum of, like queer story yeah you're they're not just the supportive main character but they'll also be supportive main character or supportive to the main characters um meanwhile hallmark is like aren't you proud we found this one black girl yeah that we're willing to work with are you so glad and we're gonna keep churning her out we're gonna make her do all the movies she's gonna do like a bunch of these movies um there's other ladies too but like sometimes they'll like They'll get it, but then usually if yeah. you if you're comparing them, it feels very token. Lifetime, yeah, is a lot better of a story. It's not like we took a white story and replaced it with black people, right? They all do like, oh, like yeah, we're making like it'll remind me of actually my family, right? Um, which is not to say I hate the Hallmark ones. I just would say that if you're going to make an effort to go through their horrendous websites. Do lifetime. Do lifetime. If you're gonna deal with the trash website, yeah. I mean, like the other, more you know, um, streaming services, which we don't 
probably just still on strike. I don't know what the, the yeah I don't I don't know the status is gonna be in the, uh, in December. Like, yeah, I guess we I mean? could have talked about that on the movie one. I we guess didn't. Um, we did not. Talk we about vaguely that at all. mentioned. We did vaguely spin. mention it. Um, um, but who knows what whatever. our roles will be by December? Yeah, but that's true. so disclaimer: we don't know. Yeah, but if you can watch the movies, because currently they're not saying don't. <laughs> yeah, they're not saying don't. Yeah, because yeah. they still need to make money. Yeah, because that is how they can have income. Yeah, passive income, despite everything yeah. but like also streaming services like different yeah i don't know it's weird so um listen to the current you know people's in charge that's all i got to say about that part research the strike before you go watch these movies you know what don't watch the movies just come read these books we're going to talk about oh um, except there for you ho- go. except for home alone you can watch home alone home alone i will watch you... home alone i love home alone love but that's so a much. different conversation like if it you want to if you want to hear that then it is let's get through these books First. Go for it. Shoot me. Uh, okay. Let's... I'll tell you the only book I've read. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I haven't actually read any of these books. These are all, like, TBRs. Um, this is the only one I've read, and the rest are just, like, I've been meaning to read. Um, but last year, like I said, didn't get None ahead of, my, of the yeah. curve. By the time I was, yeah. like, in the mood, yeah. it was, like, the week of Christmas. Yeah. I guess I should Bad start when I get those. to my new library. I'll just, I'll, it'll be, like, beginning of October. I'll just start asking for them then. Yeah. And then I'll have a stash. Yeah. Although, here's the, like, danger of putting books on hold in the library world. Like, you either get them really early mm-hmm. or you get them too late. Yeah. And so probably what's going to happen is we're going to get them too way too early. early this year. And then we're just going to sit on a stack of them and nobody else yeah, is going to get them. because some people are so slow with yes. their readings. Yeah. But then there's holds on them forever. And so I'm trying to be a responsible employee right. because I have no late fees, you know, right. or at least in our system. God, I'm going to be so sad if that's not true in my new one. Oh, I didn't even that think about would. that. Oh, yeah. That would suck. That would um, suck. I yeah. will not check out books because I will not remember to return Oh, them. yeah, that would, that would make me, that would make me a better library. person. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I, like, okay, well, that, um, you're holding me accountable, and that's great, and therefore, even I can't keep up with yeah. these books. Yep. Um, maybe if I left them at my desk. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, okay, so the only book I've read, getting back to the book. Back to the point. Um, a Holly Jolly Diwali. I am excited. I put this one on hold last year, and it did not come at a time in which I was. That's the other problem. I'm a mood reader. Yes. And sometimes I am not in the mood. Um, yes. I, um, I enjoyed this. Let's see what I rated it because, okay, I only gave it a three. But that just means it was fine. I read it. Oh, I remember. My friend was reading it. Um, she brought it with her to we went on a vacation together, mm-hmm. and she was she had it on the plane, and but she finished it, and then I started it, and then she was like, "Oh my gosh, you're going through it so fast." I'm like, "Yeah, girl. Yeah, it's a, yeah. That's what I wrong. do." Um, but I think I had to uh, put it on hold for myself to finish it. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it was, like, her library book. Yeah. Um, but I gave it a three. It was, like, good. It was fine. It was, like, average vibes. Um, but um, basically, I will give you the synopsis. Okay. Synopsis. Synopsis. <laughs> um, one type A data analyst discovers her free spirit side on an impulsive journey from bustling Mumbai to the 
to the gorgeous beaches of Goa and finds love waiting for her on Christmas morning. 29-year-old Nikki, Nikki Ranahawa, I'm sorry, has always made practical decisions. Despite her love for music and art, she became an analyst for the stability. Oh, I remember this part. Now we're skipping, blah, blah, blah. Basically, this other guy she meets, he lives in, um, like, New, not New York, the other place. I think England. Um, but the other place they're only two. <laughs> it's only New York and like, England. Yeah, like, where are you going to live that's, like, far away? Yeah. New York or England. New York or England. Like, yeah, come on. So, um, Nikki arrives in India just in time to celebrate Diwali, the Festival of Lights, where she meets London musician Samir McHarry. And, oh, maybe it's the splendor of Mumbai or the magic of the holiday season. But they're basically in love at their friend's wedding. And I liked it because it was just like a little fun time. It was like a across the room, who's that vibe. Mm, I love that vibe. And, um... If you don't like spice, this is good for you because they weren't very spicy. Um, Listen, I know we just talked about a whole episode of like, and again, you may not have heard that episode yet, but we just had a whole conversation with Rainy about like advertising the spice level. I'm really bad at that. It's like rating. I I don't know how to rate these. I've never done that. I can say it's spicy or there is spice or not. That's why I'm like, I'm not a traditional, I'm not like an actual bookstagrammer. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm not a bookstagrammer, so I'm giving myself a break. Also, I haven't read any of these books, so I can't tell you the spice level. Yeah, I can't. I'm saying Comment in the chat if you have and you can give us a spice level. Yeah, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat, guys. Because, like, we don't know. But I know from this one, very tame. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, into, like, barely kissing, there this is it for you. Yeah. You're um, about the Pride and Prejudice vibes? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I think this is the one where it basically ends. Well, I won't tell you how it ends. But they're basically um, at their friend's thing, and they're like, should we go for it? Should I just live in the moment? And she decides to live in the moment because she's like, a girl who, and that doesn't ruin anything, she's a girl who, just think of, like, the very typical, like, type A person mm. going on a trip to support their friend, being, like, burnt out, and finding love in another country, and, like, or less, or whatever, however you want to call it, and they're just like, what should we do about this? Is it worth it to try? And then the whole time you're like, Yes, just do something, okay? Like, just kiss. Just kiss already. Just, like, move forward. Do something. But the um, it was a fun little thing, um, and I enjoyed it. Good, good. So, here for that. Um, it's, it's on my TBR this year, too, because I didn't get to it last year. Um, so, another one I actually had that literally came in, like, on hold in January, and I was like, well, I'm already out of the mood for this, and it's not Christmas anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, Kiss Me Once, Kiss Her Once for Me by Allison Cochran. Yes, she, I've heard of this. Yeah, she is the author. I did not realize this until recently. She's the author of The Charm Offensive, which also got great reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, is about a guy who goes on a reality dating show like yeah. the bachelor he's like basically the bachelor but he falls in love with like him and the one of the producers, producers fall in love yeah yeah um and it's what a too. trope guys that's a great trope i haven't read why it why hasn't yet, it happened but... in real life <laughs> 
I bet it has, and they just that. can't talk about it <laughs> because that would ruin the show. You know, I mean, with as many seasons of The Bachelor as and Bachelor as there are, you cannot convince me that they not that at least one of them hasn't fallen. I don't know. For, the producers might be just boring. maybe not a producer, but like someone behind the, like behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it would have happened by now. But it's a trope. It's, like yeah, I've read oh, a different 100%. book that that has happened where yeah. like the girl was basically. Oh man, I don't even remember which book that was. But no, it was way. dramatic, guys. Um, I haven't read Charm Offensive yet, which feels offensive to me. I don't know why I haven't, but yeah, um, <laughs> it feels the most unbrand for you, friends. It really does. <laughs> um, anyways, this is the same author, but this one is about a girl who transferred to a new city for her dream job and had a meet cute, a Christmas Eve meet cute with a woman at a bookstore that led her to fall in love over the course of a single night, which wow. is not realistic, but that's Dang, not what we're girl. here for. Um, Ew, that, that is not. But, but is she, like, already, like, a, oh, wait, you haven't read it. No, no, no I haven't <laughs> read it. But the story, <laughs> the story is about, like, so supposedly there's some sort of betrayal, and then she loses her job, and so she's, like, adrift and lonely and desperate for money, and she finds work at a local coffee shop. Um, and at some point, the Andrew, the shop coffee shop's landlord proposes a shocking drunken plan of marriage of convenience oh um yes yeah love a marriage you of guys convenience no i love that. i would literally never do it well i don't know <laughs> as someone who's poor with a lot of health issues if i wasn't married for love i might marry for convenience i mean my friend and i i was just ranting about this at her apartment and i talked about it a lot in these couple episodes but we, I was just telling her, one of my pet peeves is these these girls who are supposedly poor telling the guy who's a billionaire, no, no, I could never take your money. This what is please, wrong I will with take you? all your money. I'll only take the money that is re- required of me, or I'm only doing this out of the goodness of my heart. That's no. so dumb. It's so Why dumb are you marrying and not him? realistic and if also, you're poor. Like, Again, As a poor person, that's not realistic. I would take your money. Yeah, and also... I would let you buy me a whole new wardrobe and a house and furnish my house and buy me a new car, and that way when yeah. the marriage of convenience is over, yes. I still yes. have... Why are you guys supplies. entering contracts that are, like, barely survivable when you know that if you got a regular marriage, you would have to share 50% of the right, assets? exactly. Whatever is less than 50% is I a mean, win for him. I guess okay? it works because they end up falling in love and they get to keep the guy with the money, but, like... They need a better prenup and then, like, don't have the contract. Because yeah. I always get anxiety about someone finding so the contract. Don't it's write unnecessary. that down. It's unnecessary. Get a prenup. Just have a normal prenup. Just have a normal prenup. Then people can't, like, um, assume that you're only going to be there for, like, the money or blah, blah, blah. Right. No. Just get a regular just prenup a regular that prenup. lays out all of that junk. Yeah. So dumb. Anyways, she marries. <laughs> she gets engaged to this guy who, like... Of course, isn't going to get his inheritance unless he gets married. Um, and shocking, shocking. <laughs> um, but so they are going to spend the holidays together at his family cabin to keep up the like fake marriage ruse. And then he gets there, and he she he introduces her to his sister, <gasps> which is the woman from oh, last Christmas. No, oh, that's I can't watch. It. I can't read this. <laughs> I was really here for it, and then I was like, this is not making sense a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, because it's still the same story. <laughs> yeah, it's still the same that's story. That's just how, that's, 
I was like, uh, I guess I was blocking out the first half. Yeah. I didn't want it to be true. So now she has to decide if she wants to stay married for, or she wants to be safe in her fake relationship or risk it for something real. And I was like, girl, don't mess up his money. <laughs> don't risk it for something real. Don't. Like, don't do it. I they know that's going to happen, but I kind of want to read. No, 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 they're engaged. Oh. I kind of want to read the version of, I know. Would it screw the sister over? I don't know, but it's a queer. That's the only reason I could cheer for you, like, to stop. Yeah, I just. But he doesn't sound like a bad guy. That's the thing. He doesn't sound like a bad guy, and you sound like a poor person. So, and yeah. just do it. Just, like, let the sister in on just, it if she's not horrible. Honestly, yeah. If they're not a beefing then they should just, like, make a deal yeah, where it's okay. Marriage of convenience, you still get to be with whoever you want. That's a great cover, too, because she's the sister. So nobody would ever question why you're spending time with her. <laughs> I don't know, Curly. That's, that's messy. This book is not going to be written the way I want it to. It is messy, but I feel like if you're in a marriage of convenience, it's already messy. Like, yeah. if you're at that point in your life, you're already messy. Yeah. Um, Why you didn't ask a best friend is suspicious anyway. Yeah. Why don't you have a best friend? And does it speculate? Like, it doesn't say in the, hopefully in the contract, that it had to be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read it. We'll see. <laughs> I got a lot of um, good feedback, though, so I'm excited about it. They like the drama. <laughs> See, I don't like the drama in real life, but I do like the drama in a rom-com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to have some drama in, the, in a rom-com. True. Um, I was reading this review of a book that I actually like and enjoy, but this person was like, um, the one thing about this book is I guess it is realistic because it's not that romantic. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is actually kind of messed up, girl. And That's I was like, mean. she felt big feelings. I was like, maybe get a journal. Yeah. You know, not everything needs to be said on a public platform. You can yeah. just give it the rating with just like, tell your friend. it wasn't my best, it wasn't my favorite thing. Not for everyone. But you don't have to like go like... so deep into it. People also, are like, who hurt you? Yes. I was like, I get it. But also like, I I think because I don't like to give like a lot of negative feedback without like yeah. some kind of like actual constructive whatever or just being like you know what it wasn't for me it wasn't for me this author's never gonna but read this anyway that's anyways, just my so. style but I feel like that I that's the thing too I feel like that author she would be reading it yeah because also it was at the top <laughs> oh boy it's, it's the top one despite other like more positive readings no, it's the first you. one that you see absolutely when you click not. on the book no, you thank you you have been seen by the author Oy. <laughs> like don't like that that makes me so nervous because it like, doesn't make me so it makes me nervous also it's like ugh. i don't know all right what's your next one? Oh yeah <laughs> fine okay people, so the people listen next... to these episodes i have on uh good authority people listen to these episodes because they love our banter ah yes i've, I've you're heard welcome. that <laughs> yeah you're welcome you're welcome but we acknowledge you and we thank you for like being here for that okay so the next one i got but um this came a little bit too late kept it forever and then was like get get this back to wherever home library this is supposed to be at the book is called A Merry Little Meet Cute by right. two authors, uh, Julie Murphy and Sierra Simon. Julie Murphy sounds familiar, but maybe she she's is, those She's big on, names. like, plus-sized um, stories, so I think she did If the Shoe Fits. Okay, yes. 
Yes, yeah. she did. Mm-hmm. That's why. It's Which I relatable. like. Yeah. That's a, like a Cinderella vibe. Yeah. But not relevant to this thing. No. <laughs> but I do like that one. Merry Little Me Cute. Um, so, a steamy plus size holiday rom-com with an adult film star who is semi-accidentally semi cast as a lead in a family-friendly Christmas movie. <laughs> And the former bad boy, po- bad boy pop star she falls in love with. Oh my god! Okay. That's like all you gotta know, which I'm, is why I was like, "Ooh, this sounds like fun." It does sound fun. Um, but also so stressful. So at the time, I had like my pipes burst Christmas morning. Oh god! So I could not get into this. this That's this, fair. This too much stress. Fair. So I, I think I only wanted like light, light. Yeah, I think how some people want a spiciness scale. I think you need a stressful scale. Yeah, like Erica's stress, yeah. stress level scale. Yeah, I think that's the kind of scale I want. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, trigger warnings, but how tri- <laughs> like are the trigger warnings like? Are, does it really affect the story? Is it like lightly? Pl- like, yes. Is it like a? Is it in passing, or, or is it like a? Like we're character. here for a long time, yeah, and not a good time, and not, and it's not going to be a good time for you, yeah. But other people are going to enjoy themselves, yes. But, but this not is like you. we're like at the top of the roller coaster, and the, they're the kind of roller coaster that just like sits there and stays. It's the kind that gets stuck for at the top a little of the bit too long, yeah. And I'm like. I hate this, but everyone else is like, yeah, and I'm like, no, this no. is a bit too long for me. Yep. And then they act like they're going back, and then they just stay there Mm-mm. even longer. And I'm like, is it broken? Yeah. No. And then they go. Yeah. And then I'm like, couldn't you have just done that? I'm already crying. A while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've but, aged ten years in this. But I feel like this time, I have my pipes. Oh, knock on this fake wood. Yes. Hopefully pressed wood. Um, won't break this Christmas. Yeah. Hopefully nothing crazy happens. I'm about this to move year. into an apartment, and I'm gonna be real sad if I have to deal with any shenanigans like that. All you gotta do is keep your water on, drip drip. That's true. See, here's the problem. I'm about to move to a place your heat that is going to get cold, and yeah. I don't really. Well, Georgia also wasn't prepared as a state. No, no. Because, like, if it was happening in a mall, then, like, it's definitely going to happen in my apartment. Yeah, true. It happened here, too, at the yeah. library. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, so my next one is The Holiday Trap, and I did not know this was queer, and Ooh. I'd only seen the cover. It's by Rowan Parrish, R-O-A-N Parrish. Yeah. Um, but it's blurbed as for fans of Alexandria Belfler, who I've never heard of, but Casey McQuinston comes a charming, hilarious, and heartwarming queer rom-com about two separate couples finding love over the holidays from acclaimed author Rowan Parrish. So no hate to Alexandria or Rowan. I've never heard of either of you, but Casey McQuinston's name is on this, so I am all in. Um, <laughs> all in. Ooh, the YA one, White Out. That's oh, yeah. a bunch of collections That's, of uh, white, of like, white stories. <laughs> it's not white stories. It's exactly the opposite. It's the opposite. It's um, got like diverse voices, yes. short stories. Is that Tiffany Jackson's in that? Probably. Yeah, I think she is. Because um, it's like a lot of like YA authors who have a rom short story. Yeah. Just like um, Blackout, which is like yes, they like the lights go out in New York and then everyone's got to like get the, home ro- or the something. Romance stories that happen in like that yeah. moment yeah it's so like they did white out they did white out but like a snowstorm yeah and i haven't read that but i'm kind of like yeah. here for that that would be fun that would be fun and quick 
Yes. So and maybe that's stories. what I need to get. Because yeah. it is at my library. Oh, yeah. Well, you have control over that. Get yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not going to be full for a hold unless I allow, allow it. Exactly. <laughs> it's fulfilled for your home. No one heard that. No who one works for that. Pines. Okay. Nobody knows. Um, but, okay, so this one is about Greta, who loves her tight-knit family and tiny main hometown but can't seem to understand what it's like to be a lesbian living in such a small... Her family can't seem to understand what it's like to be a lesbian living in such a small world. When mm. an act of familial meddling goes way too far, she mm. realizes just how desperately she needs space to figure out who she is. And then Truman... Truman's heart is crushed by... Uh, when he learns that his boyfriend has a secret life, including a husband and a daughter. Oof. Ooh. Oy. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, no. Boo. Boo. Uh, all he wants is a place to lick his we wounds far, far away from Louisiana. Yeah, Truman, you need it. Yeah. Um, babe. So, okay. Oh, this one's fun, too. Okay, this is also a swap homes for the holiday vibe. Oh. Um, so Greta and Truman swap houses for the holidays and maybe fall in love with the partners of their dreams. Uh that is assumedly someone they meet at their little swapped houses. Cute. Um, and eventually these two transplants will have to decide whether the love and found family they each discovered so far from home is worth fighting for. Oof. That's okay, rough. I'm definitely going on this one. I love, 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 love that. Um, Here for it. I meant to say that the Holly Jolly Diwali is written by own voices, uh, Indian uh American, and um, the next book is written by a black woman. I think she's from England. Okay. I can't remember. It could be a, Wait, who the wrong it? person. Talia. Oh, yeah. Talia's from England. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get confused, and this is so messed up of me, but sometimes I get confused with who's British and who's not. I mean, that's fair, because it's a little, like, you can't look at someone and tell. Yeah, it's like, well, all of a sudden. you're looking at, like royalty you can tell they're british but yeah because all the if you're looking at yeah exactly 100 <laughs> percent. if you're looking if they look like they're uh rich and white they're probably from england you know there's a specific dress code and yeah that or new england either or, way yes true new england does give off that vibe anyways it's harder to tell yeah ethnicity or not ethnicity it's harder to tell if you're british nationality nationality thank you i was like what's that word um okay oh so she made a no, uh, novella called yes. talia hibber who we talia love. hibber who we love i we stand her we, i've mentioned her almost all the time i can't believe this is another book crush yes we should definitely do a talia hibber book crush episode oh my gosh that'd um, be so good I need to read more of Talia Heber. I think, think I we could, like, I've read um oh my gosh. I've read the Danny Browns and I've read one or two of her earlier ones, but not all of them. Well in the other episode I just mentioned uh well this is to me I just mentioned it. To y'all it's been a while. Who knows? But it was Roommate Risk and I That might have been the one I read. Yeah? I think that's the other one I read. I like that one a lot. Um I just like her. Yeah, she's great. I like the. I, is she the one who wrote the princess one? She did. Mm. Mm, it could have been somebody else. She wrote one about a something about a princess. Princess but, Trap. Yes. Whoever wrote that, also great. I think. 
I think that was her, but I'm going to double check. Tell us about her novella. Okay, so Wrapped Up in You is really short. I didn't feel, feel like spending the money, but I love her. So Yes, Princess Trap is hot, is Talia. Ah, yeah. Now that one is a little spicy, but not so, so spicy. Talia's are like medium spice. Yeah, medium. Except for, I'm assuming, the YA one she wrote this year. Mm. Probably, I need to read that probably one. Probably not spicy. My kids, one of my kids had asked for more romps. Oh, so. she does have one called Mary Inkmas, too. Ooh. Oh, it must be like the tattoo guy. Yeah. But it's Christmas. All right. Okay. okay. I didn't know she had two. All the Talia this Dang. year. Love that girl. Okay. So um, this book is called, actually, oh, I'm going to read a review of a family friend. She's like, devour this in close to one setting. Loved Will and Abby's story, but I would have loved for Talia, Talia to write this as a full novel. Mm-hmm. So there is, this is the thing. This is a forewarning by a family friend. Mm-hmm. Be careful. You might love them too much because it's really short. Yeah. So that's the only I get thing. why they do it, but it does make me kind of sad. So basically when a blizzard leaves Will and Abby alone at Grandma Farrell's house, if bunking with 27 pets, count, pets counts as alone, <laughs> it's the perfect opportunity to pull off a Christmas miracle. And that's all I'm going to read of the blurb. But um, I was like, you guys, I love. Oh, and also he's a billionaire. Love. Yes, love that. He's like, William Reed is nothing special except for his billion-dollar acting career and his, you know, face. <laughs> Apparently, it's a good one. Such winning a Talia line. Oh, right? Winning Sexiest Man Alive was nice, but this Christmas, he was more important goals than mine. Like finally winning over his best friend's little sister. Oh, uh, it's a best friend's little sister one, too. So it is. There's a lot this of This is really here for me, but it sounds like it's very short. So, like, even my family friend person was like, I hate that it was so short. That's the only critique. I am excited about the... And we like similar books. It's kind of crazy because she is, like, not for nothing. We're not that close. We just... I just follow her on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like similar books. So I, it's kind of crazy. I, um... This wasn't on my list to read, but I'm going to read the synopsis of Mary Inkmas. I think Mary Inkmas might be in... Um, it's 171 pages, so... It's a novella, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Cash Evan knows exactly what he wants for Christmas. Too bad he can't have her. Oh. The infamous tattoos artist has been wa- watching geeky Bailey Cooper for months, and Love. that's all he'll ever do. Watch. Bailey's too sweet, too smart, too good for the likes of him, and he knows it. So Cash keeps his distance until a Christmas miracle makes him Bailey's boss. Socially awkward Bailey learned long ago that men just aren't worth the hassle. Take her new boss, Cash. He's a brooding beast who avoids her like the plague, but he also fixes her plumbing, helps the homeless, and offers Bailey a place to stay for Christmas. She's never met anyone so confusing or so impossible to resist. And the more Bailey learns about Cash and his demons, the more she thinks it's time to stop fighting. I might have read this, y'all. I I am here for this. I don't think I double-checked my Kindle uh, history because I might have read this. And if I did, it was a good time. Listen, I'm here for... Any type and I would of, read again. Yeah. I, like, you reading that yeah. made me go, oh. I'm here for any type of, this is a whole other episode of ROM topics, but I am here for any type of tattoo, like, artist 
stories. Yeah. I don't know, but that's just like a. It's kind of like the sports romance thing. Like I, got I love into a tattoo those for a minute. Yeah, I love a tattoo. And I think it was because of this series. Because is there more? I think so. Yeah, she's probably the reason why. That's fair. I've read a bunch of that. Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. It no, was, I think it's who a, was it then? A girl. I don't know. <sighs> Guys. Anyways, listen, we stand anything I'll figure it out, I guess. And we but. suggest both of these. Um, yes. So my next one is The Matzo Ball by Jean Meltzer. Ooh. Um, and it's matzo, like Jewish matzo ball. Ooh. Um, so it's really cute. I started reading it, and I didn't get to finish it last year because I had to turn it in. Mm. Um, and here's the other thing, too. And you like, know it's, like, late when you when we say we had to turn it in. We had to turn it in because we don't get late fees, so... It's only my guilt yeah, that, like, got guilt me to that, bring it yeah. back in. So that exactly. means it was really time. Right. I, the truth is I need to – this is why I buy books even though I'm a librarian. Like, I don't – I'm such a mood reader, and I don't read – I don't always read quickly. Um, or I don't – once I start reading, I can read quickly, but I don't always get to a book quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I really should just buy these books, but then I hate buying books that I'm only going to read one time. Yeah. If, or that I know I'm going to read in, like, a day because it yeah. feels like I've – just thrown a $20 bill away. Yeah. I mean, it's not throwing it away because the authors most of the time deserve the credit, but, like, yeah. or deserve the money, but, like, I'm a broke girl, so it's hard. Anyways. It is hard. I'm going to re- I'm gonna try this one again this year. It's the matzo ball, and it's about a – this one actually came on my radar because it has chronic illness rep. Um, I can't remember what chronic illness she has. I think it might be arthritis. Um, but anyways, she is a nice Jewish girl with a shameful secret. She loves Christmas. For a decade, she has hidden her career as a Christmas romance novelist from her family. <gasps> what? Yes. Her talent has made her a bestseller, even as her chronic illness has always kept the kind of love she writes about out of reach. This is what pick, made me pick it up. Um, oh, I love, uh, I write about, write about it, what I wish I could have. Right, yes. Um, and so then her diversity conscious publisher asked her to write a, um, Hanukkah romance and she like has no inspiration. And so, cause she like, it doesn't feel like, like she loves Christmas. Christmas feels magical. Hanukkah doesn't feel magical to her. And so she's like super desperate to not lose her contract. And she, um, decides to try to find her muse at a Jewish music celebration on the last night of Hanukkah called the matzah ball. But... (laughs) It's run by her summer camp arch enemy, Jacob Greenberg. And so they haven't seen each other since they were kids, but they uh, still have a grudge. Guys, I love enemies to lovers. Oh, nope. uh, nope. you're convincing me. Um, Rachel finds herself drawn to Hanukkah and Jacob in a way she's never expected. Maybe the hol- this holiday of lights will be the spark she needs to set her heart ablaze. Oh, I know, it's so cute. That is very cute. You know what I realized? While listening to you talk, um, that Jasmine Guillory has a oh she Christmas, does have one. A Christmas one. Now, have I read it? No, because no. it was someone's mom, and I just remember being like, "What?" Yeah, not as interesting. Um, I wasn't personally interested, but if you're into like Stella gets her groove back vibes, mm-hmm. ho- holiday Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory is a like light shout out because like. A mom goes off 
Um, she like goes England. on vacation with her daughter, or her daughter's going on a work trip, and she yeah. t- goes with her as like a vacation. Yeah, and then she like falls in love with like a bodyguard. Look, I very love cute. The, I love the concept. I just haven't gotten to it. I haven't gotten to it, and I want. I love like a mature woman like finding love. I just was like so invested in like the children's stories first. Oh yeah, because it's the mom of a of, of a an character. actual character in a different novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was like. Not as invested in finding out what the mom was going through. Yeah, fair. Um, which came later, but still. Um, and then the next book that I haven't read but is on a list somewhere because Royal Holiday is still on my list. I just haven't. It's just it. like lower on the list. Yeah, because I love Jasmine. I was gonna say anything by Jasmine is on my list. I still, my friend, y'all remember when I said my friend had my books that were signed by her? Still got them. She already had the second baby. <laughs> No! <laughs> uh, someone said you're never getting those books back, and I was like, I'm so sad because I'm not. Probably not, no. <laughs> and I really hate that I did that to myself. Like, no one forced me. Maybe you'll meet her again and can get her to sign I t- book. Yeah, maybe. I I don't think I'm going to PLA this year. So oh, she PLA this year? this year? Well, she was at PLA the time I got it signed. Oh, maybe she, she'll come to a different one. Or maybe you'll get to, maybe she'll come to an author event. Maybe she'll know, come Atlanta. to Love Y'all Maybe fest, she will. But I don't think they have the money. Um, Not to say they don't have money. <laughs> I need to. It would be so cool if she was there. Listen, this episode's going to air before this, so you should know if you're local to Atlanta yes. or within driving distance of Atlanta. Yes. Or you're like me and who may drive down from North Carolina once I'm there yes. for this. Join me, please. I might. I really might. I've been telling friends about it, and somebody's going to be there with Somebody me. will come. What's it called? Tell me about it. Okay, it's called Love Y'all. Love that. Um, and so if you look that up, um, Love Y'all Fest. And it's by, like, I think three Atlanta area bookstores are running it. So, like, Brave and Kind and um, and the Bookworm one in, like, Sandy Springs or something. Um, So, the two black-owned ones and then someone else. And then there might be another, but I know those two are definitely in it. And they're doing a Love Y'all Fest, and then, like, the Bookworm uh, lady is also going to have a second fest in, like, March. So, I have, with, like, all kinds of book authors. So, if you miss the romance ones, or if you're not into Rome and that you're listening to us. Um, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Because we're But there's also one chaos. in March you can do, and I'm going to look up the actual uh, bookstore's name. So that you can um, go to that festival if you so like. But, um, book, worm, is that? I don't, I don't know. know. I'll tell them about my last one while you figure this out. Okay, I'll figure that out. But first, uh, Faking okay. Under the Mistletoe by Ashley Shepard. See, I, like, messed up my system. And now I got to look that up, too. Guys. But you guys know I love faking rela- um, uh, a fake relationship. And I, so that immediately the title gets me because I like, mm-hmm. I love fake romance. Mm-hmm. I love marriage of convenience. I love that. And, you know, on Book Talk, which is a topic we read, we talked about a while ago with Rainy, um, to y'all. Um, Maybe. I don't know when that's going to air. <laughs> I don't so. know. I don't know. Who knows? It's like, could be after this. And you'll be like, what? Um, I didn't mention this, but one of the things that, uh, 
book talk does sometimes is go if um assume that the tropes that you like mean something so the oh, person yeah. will be like uh-huh. and then i feel so called out it's so mean it's like oh you like fake dating huh so you must think you must like have troubles with like da 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 and i'm like <gasps> rude rude but true but also rude cuz it can be true for anyone like it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that's why i'm reading these but um, also, don't single analyze me on my tropes. No, that don't I love. do that. That's so annoying. But also, mostly because sometimes they're too true. Um, Fair. <laughs> they're usually done in good conscience, but like sometimes I get like yeah, in my feelings. Yeah, we aren't here to be caught up. <laughs> um, okay, so Olivia Langley is the human embodiment of Christmas cheer. He absolutely no problem spreading it around for all to hear. Now, see, I do have a problem with that, so they, maybe that's why I haven't read this, but I'm like, girl, don't force your cheer on me. Mm-mm. So I'm assuming the guy doesn't like it, but hold on, let me keep skimming down some is of these words. That big jingle bell, hell yes. Kissing her boss at a Christmas tree lighting in front of his ex-girlfriend, well, it's the season of giving. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and Olivia does Damn not girl. come with a gift receipt. No exchanges, no returns, no refunds. Okay, this is a lot. <laughs> All sales final. Girl. <laughs> too much. Funny. It's a very the long, were, silly yeah. thing. So the I feel like funny. the blurb is really silly, but also a little repetitive. So this might be a cue to what we're going to get. I was going to say, yeah, you might be getting a slightly silly, repetitive, but cute Story. Yes. She said, okay, Olivia enlists herself, Santa's executive helper, to scheme up a plan that includes sleigh rides, snow snow days, and one too many mistletoe kisses, which certainly does Asher's tinsel in a tinkle. Oh my god. So you know, many. This is feeling like I know why I, I didn't, didn't read, read it. it. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a lot of puns in this. But it sounds like it's a good, good time, and obviously I told you I got sold off of the word fake relationship. Yeah. So this is obviously popcorn. If you think it's not popcorn, that's crazy. Crazy. Because dog. that blurb tells you it was popcorn. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And there's a lot of hot, like, fours and whatever, but... I really am here because it's a fake relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give so far in the... It must be from one perspective because um, it doesn't talk about his opinion at all. Which sometimes, you know, I yeah. don't need. But I prefer when to... <laughs> I prefer to two perspectives, but like... You yeah. have to do it well for it to be one person's That's perspective throughout. Yeah. I don't know. I think it also depends on how, like... Okay, so I'm trying to write a rom- a romance novel. Um, or the story I'm trying to write is going to end up being a romance novel. And I feel like I would have to pull teeth to get his perspective. Yeah. And so it's not going to be good. Yeah. I don't think... Because I'm trying to think about the trilogy... Brown, the Brown Girls trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I don't, I think the second one, they had both perspectives. I think so. But the first one, I, mean, I don't think they, they did. did. Yeah, they don't. So I think because there is so much going on with Chloe, you really don't have time for his perspective. Right. You can just kind of get it. 
that right. he's also liking her right. off of his actions. Yeah, that's fair. But they might have done his perspective, but I don't, not a lot. I'm pretty sure they don't. I'm, I can't remember y'all. I need to reread it. Yeah. But I would reread it. I will reread it. I don't, I'm surprised, I'm thinking about it right now. I don't think on my shelf I have any Talia books. I and that's own, crazy. I own Get a Life, Chloe Brown. I don't own the other ones. Yeah. I think I specifically, I think I borrowed them from the library or I read them on Kindle. I think I mostly, well, because for a well, long I time. Well, I have a lot of digital A versions. long time she. That's fair. Like I. That's true. She was only digital for a long time. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. So yeah. great. Yeah. Um, But I think I read the Brown Sisters trilogy in the library books. Um, Or I gave them away. Like I gave the other two away. I don't think I ever owned the other two though. Um. I kept Chloe, if I did, I kept Chloe Brown because of the chronic illness rep. Like, it's literally the first book I ever saw my own illness reflected in. So I was like, this stays. Goodbye. Um, or not goodbye, I guess. Do you have um, one more? I have one more. Okay, I'll it's, look. I'm looking. You, all right, yeah, you get the, the details, and I will uh, talk about this last one. This last one is called You're a Mean One, Matthew Prince by Timothy Janofsky. And it is a queer rom-com that is a standalone Christmas um, rom-com perfect for fans of Schitt's Creek and Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is two of my favorite things in the whole world. So let's go. The, uh, like, starting blurb is bring a little joy to the world. Not today, Santa. I love it so much. Um, it says this is a part of a series, but the book stands alone, so you don't have to read the whole series, or you can read it out of uh, order. It says, Matthew Prince is a young, rich, and thoroughly spoiled, so what if his parents barely remember he exists and the press is totally obsessed with him? He's on top of the world, but one major PR misstep later, and Matthew is cut off and shipped away to spend the holidays in his grandparents' charming small-town hellscape. Mm. Population? Who cares? <laughs> it's bad enough... He's stuck in some festive winter wonderland. It's even worse that he has to share space with Hector Martinez, an obnoxiously attractive local who's unimpressed with anything and everything Matthew does. Just Mm -hmm. when it looks like the holiday season is bringing nothing but heated squabbles, the charity gala loses its coordinator and Matthew steps in as a saintly act to get home early on on good behavior with Hector as his maddening plus one. But even a Grinch can't resist the unexpected joy of found family, and in the end, the forced proximity and infectious holiday cheer might be enough to make a lonely prince's heart grow three t- sizes this year. Mm. Listen, I heard one of the Barnes and Nobles uh, employees rave about this book last year. I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. And then I saw the blurb, the or not the blurb, the recommendation for fans of Schitt's Creek and Red, Bright, and Royal Blue. So I'm here for that. And then yeah. I started reading it, and I was like, I don't know if I care about this. And then I got to the end where they talk about fam family and forced proximity, and I was like, okay, you've got me back. Love a forced proximity. Love a forced proximity. Love a found family. You love a found family. I love a found family. And forced proximity is one of my favorite uh, romance trips. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here for it. So here for it. But It goes with the fake dating for me. Because yes. you're going to get forced proximity. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta. Yeah. Like, oops, now we have to share a room because everyone believes that we're engaged. Yep. Or married. Have to. There's no way around it. No way around it. And there's only one bed. There's obviously, only one bed. duh. That's the best trope of Why would you ever have more than one bed if yep. you're married? Just none. Um, so, uh, okay. What was super funny uh, was yeah. that the bookstore was at the top. So, like, apparently I had, like, all I had to do over. was click. <laughs> and I was close. It says uh, the, ta- the at is 
Shop the Bookworm. Oh. Uh, but so it is called the, the bookworm. bookworm. Okay. I was right. I because I knew that they had a bookworm mascot. Or no, they have a bee mascot. A moth? That seems Moth, maybe? Because that... then like I don't know, it probably was more accessible. I guess. But But like, it's right there, be a it's worm. It's right there. <laughs> Bookworms anyway, the Bookworm Book Fest is April 8th through 13th of 2024. And then the Love Y'all Fest, um, Romance Book Fest, is February 17th through 18th. Um, so, and 17-18, a weekend, of YA and adult romance not authors. Um, and it's sponsored by... Book the Bookworm Bookstore, Brave and Kind Bookstore, Eagle Eye, Read It Again, and The Book House, which is awesome because I also think um, The Bookworm was really great at when it was um, romance novel. Um, I think it was them and Brave and Kind were good when it was like romance novel month and they had like a whole like queer love panel oh yeah that i really wanted to go to that weekend and i couldn't make or they sponsored it or something or it was another library which i'm sorry (laughs) um and oh the main thing i also wanted to mention was something called the 23 4 23 challenge we're at the end of the year probably when you're listening to this. Yes. So maybe this is not for you today for this year. But as we get ready for like um, goals of life um, of like next year, your New Year's resolutions, all of that jazz, you can do like 24 for 24 and you have more yes. than like you have the whole year. Yeah. That's like two a month, which True. that might be a little much for somebody. Um, but at least, you know, increase. Whatever it is, make it like a percentage or something. Um, but you can go to 23423, so it's 234F O R 23.net, and they have um, their mission, um, which was released during, um, it was re- uh, three women of color were on a panel at the Stimulate Con in Anaheim mm-hmm. this um, summer, mm-hmm. and they challenged the bookstagram people, the book lovers, and all of that jazz to read 23 books by BIPOC, so black, indigenous, people of color, or people of color authors with BIPOC characters. Um, so black indigenous people of color characters before the end of the, of 2023. And then they they have here the mission, the 23 for 23 initiative amplifies and elevates marginalized voices and publishing by promoting, showcasing, and celebrating the works of black indigenous and people of color dedicated to telling stories that centered that center marginalized identities. And then they give you like some stats, like the percentage of books traditionally published in 2018 written by BIPOC authors, 11%. I was gonna say, I'm looking at my story graph and I'm someone who intentionally reads diversely, but I have probably one, two, 
Mm-hmm. Three that I know. Yeah. There are some other ones that might be, but there are three that I know out of the 20... No, wait, how many books have I read this year? I don't know. Not a lot, but... Yeah. Like 30-something. Yeah. Um, yeah, 30, exactly. Um, I've read more, like, queer and disabled authors, but, like, BIPOC authors, I think I only have a handful. Um, yeah, and then, like, I know my personal bias is the is more queer stories, so, like, wanting to um, start reading more ROMs written um, by queer people and, like, featuring queer people in particular because a lot of... Kate so, McQuinston. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you tell me about it? It's Red, White, and Royal. She's the one, or they're the one who wrote Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, so, yeah. Anyone who has ever listened it's on to this my, podcast, It's on my thing. You know. Because I got an ARC at I, PLA. Oh, nice. And wow. then um, it's just been sitting there because I was like, I don't know if I care about Prince. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. It's so book, I wasn't in a Prince mood at He's the time. He's a very well... Her characters are all very well developed. Nice. Um, so, I th- I think I'm gonna okay. love it. It's like at some point it just stayed on my shelf. But if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know that I am like will die for one last stop by Casey McQuinston, which is oh. a um, queer romance story with time travel um, and. I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, I, never really I think to you told it. me yeah. about it, and I was like, I remember being sound, like, yeah. oh, that's stressful. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> because, like, if they get off the, whenever they get off the train, oh, yeah, the they, don't thing, know if they, can, they don't know if she can stay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Too much. That's fair. Um, I don't know if this But, I mean, whatever. somebody that's out there, y'all should read it. I don't know if Red White. Mm. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> this is a conversation for later, maybe. I just don't know. I don't know if your stress level is going to enjoy Red Light and Royal Blue. Oh no! I think it's worth it, and I, I, there, and it's it's not like the whole time. It's just I'm just like, gonna decide to like power through. You just yeah, I think it's worth powering through because I don't think it's gonna be. I think I just and if would... it's helpful, I'll tell you the thing that I think is stress will stress you out. Okay. Not on the podcast because I don't want to spoil it. But okay, okay. Anyways, the it's twenty-three says... for twenty-three. Zero of the number of black romance authors on the New York Times print and ebook bestseller list since 2021. What? Yeah. And Talia Hibbert and like all these other ones that I follow have been printing stuff. So that's crazy to me. That's nuts. But also like there's not like I have found like when I was making my list that despite having a lot of BIPOC, it's not a lot of black women oh yeah like a lot of the books are not like i have found more like asian american i was gonna say stories no way in this list Babel didn't make the new york times seller list but she's not black mm-hmm. and then um so but i do have a i have a lot of black women because i uh, they like kindle loves me Right. And, like, feeds me that, like, yes. they're like, oh, you love that? Here you go. Here's another one that's on the same island. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, and I say island because there's, like, a couple Caribbean ones. <laughs> I'm like, I got a page for tropes, guys. Yes. I'm ready for it whenever we want to talk about fake dating or something. Um, but Hispanic stories and a, uh, Hispanic women and black women. Yeah. I haven't seen... I don't get as many as, like, Asian Oh, Americans. okay. So a great recommendation for um, 
a Latino romance. I think I talked about it. I haven't finished it because um, I'm bad at this, but it's called You Had Me at Ola. I've seen that, and um, I want to read it. And she has another one that's after it that I think I, I think they're like the Brown Sisters one where you don't have to read them in order, mm. um, or you don't have. To I read have them heard all. of You Had Me at Ola. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, so for some reason, I feel like I haven't seen it in our libraries so. though, and I do mean like. Physically, y'all's yeah. libraries, not mine. Because we may not. My my libraries are too tiny. Yeah, to... I don't know. I can't. I can't think. It's Alexis Daria, so it's you had me at Ola, and then a lot like Adios. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't have it. And then the third one that will come out in twenty twenty five is that is a long time because the first two were twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Um, it's a long came um, amor. Mm. Um, but yeah, but so. I've been, I've been right now. I've seen a lot of um, Asian. I've been reading more diverse books, but a lot of them have been like different ethnicities of uh, Asian American mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. identities, and not necessarily Black women. So, Black like women, that. I'm I'm looking for you. Let's go. I gotta be, I gotta find more of y'all. Anyway. And if you need to do that, start with Talia Hibbert. Yeah. If you haven't, start with her. Start with... Jasmine's a great one. Jasmine's a Guillory's a great one. Another one I can recommend is... Trying to think of the other... I like Mimi Grace. She's cool. I don't think I know She's like mostly... I don't know if she has a physical book. I know it's on Kindle. Yeah. Sorry. And then um, NG Pelletier, but I can't tell you what that one's about off the top of my head. It's just Just like on a list somewhere. And yeah, I could be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy holiday reading. Happy cozy winter reading. Yes. Um, Get cozy. Find those books. And and those um, short stories we talked about, the whiteout and stuff. Yeah, those are great, too. If you're overwhelmed or you, like, don't Mm – if you're – like, the holiday season is busy for a lot of people. If you don't have a lot of time, that short story collection is a great place to start. Yeah. Um, Of course, you can always find Nora Roberts with any kind of Christmas wedding bonanza. True. Or one of those of the, like – One of the – yeah, one of them. I don't know. One of the big ones. You could do that. But Mary Kay Andrews kind of start with our list. I think our list is kind of cool. I think our list is better. I think our list is better. I don't know. Like, hey, it's going to be harder to find ours. (laughs) Fair. Which is a good sign. I mean, you could go to the bookstore and find most of them. But like in a library, it might be harder. Yeah. But ask your libraries to buy them. Yes. If if you're listening to this, oh, well, it's still a little too late. But. You could Buy be them like, for next year. You could be like, hey, next year you need to be having these books because I found this really Actually, hard. tell your librarians now because they won't get them in time for this year, but we like ordering that stuff when you ask for it, and then by it'll take seven years to get there anyways. Such a <laughs> Unless long, you say like you want process. a Libby version, yeah. like an online one. That one will come quicker, but if you Digital want ones. Yeah, physical copies. like Which makes me think we maybe should hand this list to Lindsay. We should. It's too late for this year, but... We should. We should. Um, All right. Well, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening this week. Be sure to rate and review and tell a friend about the show. You can find us on Instagram at Tales from a Bibliophile. 
The Instagram has links for lots of our other cool things like Libro FM and bookshop.org. Email us at talesfromabibliophile at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next week.